Welcome back to the Sarby County Tourism pregame show. Jake Eisenberg with you, getting you set for a 6.05 Central first pitch between the Omaha Storm Chasers and the Columbus Clippers. Chasers are going for a fourth straight win after winning the first three games of this series, including a 13-6 win last night at Huntington Park. Chasers got the win in game one of this series, 4-2 behind some really strong pitching, most of which from right-hander Daniel Mengden, who joins us now on the Sarby County Tourism pregame show. And let's start with Tuesday, where you didn't start the game, but you came in after Angel Serpa through six innings, only allowed one run, and that was really one of the only runs that the Columbus Clippers got. What was working so well for you on Tuesday? Uh, a little bit of everything. I knew they were going to be, I mean, as weird as it sounds, a patient yet aggressive team. If you threw to their zones, they were going to be aggressive. If you didn't, I, we knew they could be a little more patient, and so kind of went down those routes being a better command pitcher, fastballs down and away, and some breaking balls that I know they're kind of going to lay off early, try to throw some of the guys backwards, kind of throw more heaters than I have usually. My fastball percentage is probably down to about 35-40%, and a lot of guys are kind of sitting softer on me, so I've been kind of certain guys I know can't handle the heater, maybe doubling up and kind of mixing it back and forth there, but kind of just playing the game of chess inside the game and you know, attacking spots I know I can attack and just trying to beat them in, at their own game in a sense, if they're going to try to wait me out in a sense. When you talk about pitching as a chess match, the truth is some pitchers have two moves, some pitchers have three moves. You've got a few more than that because of the arsenal of pitches that you have. So when you're facing a team like the Clippers that you know are going to be aggressive within the zones they're looking for, how does that kind of play into your hand of being able to attack them with all these different pitches that you throw? Yeah, like you said, I like being able to keep them off balance. I have you know three slower pitches two medium hard pitches so it's just like you said the cat and mouse game of going back and forth and for me I'm going to fill up the zone in general and if you're going to give me free strikes I will I'm going to take them and I'm going to try to use that to my advantage you know try to steal the ones I can in certain spots and then once I steal the pitches with the ones I don't really want then I go to the one and the two that I want to get you out with and then attack from there once I get into leverage counts one two one oh one oh two and things like that. We're chatting here with Daniel Mangan on the Sarby County Tourism pregame show. First pitch at 6.05 Central tonight between the Storm Chasers and the Clippers. And Daniel, you've been in the rotation this year. You've been pitching out of the bullpen a couple of times this season. And Tuesday was kind of in between both of those because Angel Serpa started the game, faced the first three batters, but then you come in as the de facto starter and throw six innings. How does your preparation for a role like that differ from when you would take the mound in the first inning? I just try to delay it a little bit because it was only a one inning, uh, usually from spring training and having been an opener, a starter, coming out of the bullpen, like you said, kind of doing everything, kind of have a routine of how I can kind of get the body going and basically treat it the same as if I was starting. So I don't know if you noticed, I normally warm up before the game, sat down for about 10 minutes, and then when the first inning began, I kind of started my warm up. I know my warm up takes about 15 to 25 minutes, so I can kind of gauge it off how they played, warmed up, sat kind of the rest of the half inning, and I try to treat it like the, the second inning was the start of the game for me, so there wasn't as much of a reliever-starter discrepancy there. Chatting here with Daniel Mangan on the Sarpy County Tourism pregame show. 6.05 first pitch for the Storm Chasers, who go for a fourth straight win tonight, and one of the reasons why the Chasers have been successful over the first three games of this series has been, in general, really strong pitching, especially from the starters. You throw six really strong innings on Tuesday. Austin Cox throws seven innings of one-run ball on Wednesday. Max Castillo got off to a good start last night before a rough fourth inning, but still the bullpen came in and cleaned it up for the rest of the game. As a staff, what's this final push like toward the end of the season when everyone's thrown a ton of innings and is trying to finish strong? Yeah, everyone has the same mindset. 
uh, we want to finish really strong. We want to, you know, feed off each other. Whenever we see, you know, Cox go out there, myself go out there, Kowar, Castillo, and everybody, Marcelo, Parrish, you know, rack up the five, six, seven clean innings, you know, it feeds off each other. The confidence is, is one of those things that you, you know, you breed and you, you preach, and then when you go out there and do it, it, you know, you carry it with you, and then you have the, you know, it's the quiet confidence, and then you have the confidence that you that everybody sees, and it's the mound presence, and you know, you get out there and have just the trust in everything, defense yourself, and you just put good ones together, and then you blink, and then you're in the big league. So I always try to tell them, you know, keep your head down, control what you can control, and the only thing we can do out here is give six, seven strong innings. It was, you know, whatever we could do, whatever we got that day, and you just got to grind through it. You're now by far the most veteran pitcher on this staff in terms of big league experience. What are some of the questions that guys who haven't been there and done that yet ask you from time to time about what it's like and the way they need to prepare in order to be successful at that level? Yeah, I just tell them, you know, like I said, just at the end of the day, it's just controlling what you can control. You know, number one as pitchers, just you can't be afraid to throw any pitch for a strike in any count. You have to have the supreme confidence that any time to throw any pitch you bring to the table. Like, I'm bringing five pitches to the table, I'll throw any pitch in any count because you have to have that confidence. If you go out there and you cancel a pitch that's not working that day or you kind of put one away, you just have to stick with what you have that day. We're not going to have, like, I have five pitches, and there's a reason why I have five because you don't have all of them every day. And you have to ride what's going well and kind of figure out and maneuver around what's not. But it's just, you know, staying with it, grinding through your plan and trusting it no matter what, and just having the supreme confidence behind it that what you're doing that day is going to work, even if you might hit a few bumps in the road. You just got to keep your head down. You got to keep moving forward. I would say fall forward, don't fall backwards. How has your arsenal changed over the course of your career? Oh, yeah. It, uh, before, I think when I first got to the big leagues in 2016, there was no need for the cutter. Velo was a little bit better. I was three to five, maybe touching six here and there. And once uh, kind of had some elbow issues, the Velo kind of dropped a little bit. Fastball started getting hit a little bit. So kind of had to make the adjustment there to get them off the fastball. What do we have to do? Messing around with it. Found a really nice, easy cutter out of it. Kind of slowly but surely learned how to throw the cutter. And then once I had elbow surgery, kind of cleaned up everything I had going wrong with the changeup because with the bone spurs I had kind of created an alligator arm in a sense and I couldn't throw my changeup so I went from throwing my changeup five to zero percent of the time over the last two years to now I'm throwing it about 25 30 percent of the time so just that just in the story the arsenal you're always changing you're always getting better you're always trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and if you're always not trying to master your own toolbox to the best of your capabilities there's 10 people lined up ready to take your job. And of course, for me, with the experience, as I get older, I have to be at the edge. I have to be at the tip of the spear as much as I can. So I'm always trying to make myself better. And this year has been a learning curve of how to use the changeup, when to use it. And now it's a pitch that I use a lot, and I have a lot of trust in it just in a year. Back stateside after a season in, in the KBO, what did you learn about the craft of pitching from, from that year in Korea? Uh, learning to throw my, all of my pitches for strikes and trusting them in a sense and when I was in Korea I had to throw a lot of backwards they were really on the fastball no matter how hard you threw from 90 to 100 they could really handle the fastball well but spin and uh, speed them up slowing them down was kind of what got them so for me I just had to learn how to throw strikes with everything and just I started throwing so backwards and curveballs first pitch change up change up change up curveball things I've never done before and just learning the game of how you know everyone wants the fastball it's the hardest it's the hardest pitch coming in, eat straight one, hardest to hit, best results. So if that's going to be their game plan, and I, same thing for me. I'm going to throw less of them. So up the cutter, up the changeup, up the curveball usage, and use fastballs just in leverage counts and good spots. Uh, 
because I, I command the fastball better at the top of the zone and just kind of mixing from there. You've spent the bulk of your professional career in the Oakland A's organization, especially at the big league level. This is now the first season in the Royals organization. When you take a look back on what this year has been, both with the Storm Chasers and in some opportunities at the big league level, how do you put it into perspective, and, and what do you look most excited about when it comes to finishing up this season and heading into 2023? Yeah, you know, the Oakland A's, uh, you know, made my dream come true and gave me my first opportunity. I was with them for a while and gained a lot of experience over there. And the Royals so far this year have been great to me all the way around. Uh, you know, I think they treat the players great and they, you know, do a lot of things right for the, the upcoming players here in the, in the organization. But, you know, it's been a solid year so far. And, you know, maybe moving forward, you might see me back here, maybe not. But uh, so far it's been a pretty solid year for a lot of the guys. And I've seen a lot of guys really turn some corners and become some pretty good baseball players that are going to be scary to watch here the next couple of years. Daniel, pleasure to chat. Pleasure to watch you pitch. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much for having me. Be right back in the Sarby County Tours and pregame show. Starting lineups are next. Then first pitch between Omaha and Columbus right here on 1180 The Zone.